do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest will help you take your brand from one step to the next with his communication designed to connect, break through, and sway your audience. Marcus Norman, the winner of the Hodgepodge. And what you got me thinking about Hodgepodge. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apologies. <clears throat> Welcome to Boss to Boss. Today's guest will help you take your brand from one level to the next with his communication designed to connect, break through, and sway. Marcus Norman, aka the winner of the Boss to Boss logo design contest. It's a pleasure to have you on, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great, Miro, and thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I uh, love the logo. Yeah, we uh we've been working for a little while actually. We worked. Uh, I met you while getting some design work for Hodgepodge, mm-hmm. and I didn't ever actually see your face until now. Well, until Steve Wiley did a video with you first, right. and uh, now me. So it's uh it's great. It's uh today's a breakthrough day for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how does it feel? How does it feel to be the boss to boss? logo design contest winner and now have your logo pop up on itunes on google uh for the unforeseeable future how does that yeah, feel? i mean i love it I, I i will say this isn't the first podcast logo i've designed oh okay <laughs> it's not the first time i've seen it but i so clearly remember like when i was coming up with like i didn't think i presented three ideas to you guys just as a like hey i like mm-hmm. this first idea but i think these other two are worth sending over um, but I remember kind of thinking about it and coming up with it and, and really um, working on the illustration of that, that curled page. And um, as, a, as a lifelong graphic designer, that kind of like craftsmanship is what just keeps me going. I love doing that. And I really enjoyed that. And that process part of it is really fun. Um, this was hard, though, because typically I'm used to working um, a little more hand in hand with clients where um, I'll learn about their business more. And I was able to do enough research and I knew a little bit about your podcast and I listened to some episodes and whatnot. Um, But it's a little different when it's just one-sided like that versus a communication. So it was a little bit of a shot in the dark, but, um, and that's why I wanted to send you guys three options, but I'm thrilled you guys picked the one that I preferred. Um, Always, you know, that's a win-win when that happens. And it happens 80% of the time, I'd say with, um, multiple options but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. never guaranteed um there's a saying that in design um never submit an idea that you don't can't live with because it's going to get picked <laughs> um but yeah it, it was just exciting and i'm i think it's a, a nice improvement and and um of what was there before and i think it does give you guys a more professional um look feel approach etc which is great yeah, and it's more actually aimed towards the audiences that not nothing against the previous logo. I mean, 
uh, the you know there was a lot of work was put into that one as well. Yeah, and it was actually it was actually hand drawn uh, too. Yeah. Um, but it's just you know we got to a different level now that we have to that we're our audience is has expanded, and it, it was I guess initially the plan was to you know pursue everybody you know male female uh, all types of age groups and and with that we needed something to portray and to you know go after everybody and, and right now if you're listening uh when if you're watching if you're not listening to the podcast but if you're watching on youtube or facebook you will see in towards that direction you will be seeing the logo uh the new logo that is uh that is being used now and marcus can you kind of explain to us the page flip can you explain to us what went into it so like uh why, why did you choose this one why was it your favorite yeah, so there's a couple of considerations. Like when you're talking about a podcast icon, you the application is something you have to think about. It's going to be really small on somebody's phone. So mm -hmm. any lettering or imagery has to be very simple. So when it's reduced to that small size. So that's one consideration right off the bat that I had with all the designs that I worked on. You always have to think about application. Where's it going to live in the world? Um, and then the second part of it was conceptually, the idea of boss to boss is about transformation, right? There's a change that's happening. There's a process you're going through. There's a new reflection. Um, and so this turning the page idea felt like a metaphor that was really relevant. And um, to create that in a graphic way, I thought was kind of interesting um, with that page curl literally breaking out of the space to activate the logo just a little bit more, give it an organic edge versus just a straight rectangle. Um, the idea there was, can we make this stand out a little bit? Can we differ differentiate a little bit? We've already got the big bold type kind of doing that. Um, and then the color scheme, which you, uh -huh. you, and I worked on, you, know, you and Steve and I worked on together. Um, but I think all in all, it's, it's got a nice strong presence to it, which is great. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, there wasn't as much back and forth, you know, as you probably normally would have, right? We sort of like, yeah, that no. was it. A couple cha minor changes and that yeah. was about it. Yeah. Sort of ran with it. Mm -hmm. And so your story, you did, or I know that you, you were definitely working uh, design uh, somewhere else at a point. Yeah. When did you make that breakthrough yourself to, oh, yeah, to go and, you know, go for it and run solo? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I went through classic design school, which I loved, uh, U of I in Champaign, um, have a degree in BFA in design, and um, immediately started working for different agencies down, downtown, essentially. I've always, I'm a lifelong Chicago, well, not lifelong, but um, I've lived in Chicago since I was seven, you know, <laughs> seven, eight. Um, and uh, I worked at four different agencies over the years. I think the last one I was with, I worked for a almost 20 years at um you know I, it's not like i jumped from four over like 25 years or something so i really got to uh, i like working with the same people and and mm -hmm. great people and i was fortunate enough to work at some really good design firms in the city um learned a lot was able to apply my trade um and I guess after all those years and all the knowledge that I've gained, uh, it just felt like there's an opportunity here for myself to create my own business where I don't, where I can avoid some of the overhead that the agencies charge when they've got staff, they've got um, um, <laughs> facilities, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
which I don't have either of right now. I mean, I'm happy to work on my own. I've got a, what I like to say is a warm virtual network because if I need any support, I, from my years in the business, I, I yes. know a lot of people in Chicago and even around the, the country and um, I can reach out for anything that I need support with. But um, I, that's sort of the way I've learned the craft in the design firms I've been, which is that, um, a design problem is a design problem, whether it's applying it to uh, a video or <laughs> a truck side um, or a website. It's the same problem. How do you how do you represent the image or the brand of the company or the message that you want to portray? It's not always a brand; it's a campaign sometimes or an idea. Oh, yeah. um, so whether that's uh, it, it's kind of uh, solution agnostic. It's sort of like take on the challenge wherever it comes and you will figure out the application. Obviously there's considerations for application, as I mentioned with the podcast, for example. Um, so in any case, that's sort of my background. Um, doing it on my own has sort of been a lifelong dream of mine. Um, I've got this slight ulterior motive, which is if I can create a viable business, then um, my daughter, who's my youngest, our youngest daughter, she's um, actually her second year of study um, in design school as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's a deep vein of creativity that runs in my family from my... Love it, love it. It's pretty fantastic. Actually, I'm lucky. Um, my brother's in design. <laughs> do you think that your family had something to do with it, like the fact that others did it before? Or, yeah, it definitely... Do you, father, you feel pushed into it at all or no? Yeah, what's that? Did you feel pushed into it at all? No. Um okay corner is, is sort of <laughs> I mean I, I, don't, I don't know I think some I would I see a lot of people going through I saw a lot of people going through college and I still do because um, I like to mentor um, when I can but um, that don't have a clear idea what they want to do in life and I've always thought that was something that I was lucky to have Mm -hmm. I, I was talented. I, you know, my dad always used to tell me, tell me as a kid and my, my brother, um, my sister, if you can draw, you can do anything. And so he encouraged that artistic side of things. And he was always doing creative projects at home. He was a, a creative director at an advertising agency in Chicago. <coughs> Excuse me, in Chicago. Um, but I saw his lifestyle and I, I knew it. Um, having grown up with it. Um, my business sense my financial math i can't i thought i was going to go into architecture when i went to college honestly mm -hmm. and as the uh <laughs> math started piling up i thought this isn't for me i'm just not i i, I can do basic geometry i can do um algebra or trigonometry I, I can't do it i just can't wrap my head around it um so i've always loved graphic design and the idea of what that represents and um I very naturally fell into it. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times, like, I, I speak about kind of the opposite where, where for me, I fall into numerous things, but uh, for me, it was almost like being pushed into those things, and I almost rebelled and had to kind of go out and try out different ways, different things. So for you to, for you to stick with it, that, that means a lot. That means you truly did have a passion, and, you know, you're here for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know. Everybody needs some motivation. Yeah. It's going to come from somewhere, whether it's uh, 
path of least resistance, which may be mine, <laughs> or um, outside pressure that's going to kind of uh, crystallize a diamond, maybe. <laughs> has there been a mistake or two? There has to be at least one. Something that you made uh, now starting up a business, you know, that, that someone could, could hear and learn from if they're in the same steps and they're trying to do the same thing as you. Yeah, so recently, well, so I, I mentioned I've been on my own for a year, and I've had mm -hmm. a few ideas in the past that I've never really had time or, or energy I could put towards it that I've kind of done at this point, or I've kind of started to entertain now that I, I'm more flexible with my time. Mm -hmm. I'm not holding anybody's time right now, other than my own, um, and keeping my business afloat. Um, but um, I did have this idea to design this product that, I had produced with, I partnered with a guy in mm -hmm. a friend of mine actually, and we put it online for sale, thinking there'd be a market for it. And I think we've had two sales in three months. So that's not happening. <laughs> well, I mean, is that, is, that, is that really a discouragement though? I mean, well, products, things take, t take time. It's, it's interesting because um, yes and no. Mm -hmm. uh, I honestly thought that there was an opportunity to take advantage of with um, a little bit of a topical news sort of cycle mm -hmm. uh, with this product. And um, <clears throat> I, I think you're right. Patience is something that I'm not experienced with needing to have with product launch i've never been at in this position necessarily where i'm the client and i'm the person who's producing it and i'm the one who's marketing it i've always mm -hmm. been like i'm going to give you marketing support for your company help you sell your product or your service um so in this case having to be patient is really different for me and um something i'm learning um right now so. is it is it so, is it something you can share Right now, or is it something I really don't want to. No, no, okay. Actually, there's another, um, another endeavor that another friend of mine who, who um, he and I recently got together, and we're we're um, creating a line of um, enamel pins that are specifically mm -hmm. related to the bicycling community. So he and I are both avid cyclists. I mean, I. I typically don't like to drive my car. I just ride my bicycle wherever I go. I, I think I mentioned this to you. I don't know. But I take it pretty seriously because I love bicycling. Mm -hmm. I keep me healthy. It's better for the environment. It's just all these reasons where if my wife doesn't take the car, my daughter took our, car to our second car to college. My wife takes it every day. So I'm sort of like forced into it, but it's awesome. Um, and he's an avid bicyclist as well. So we started creating these pins and that I will, promote that's something that we recently created this website called mode and means.com and we just have a handful of pins designed at this point but he and i are just having a lot of fun creating these little designs um getting them produced and we'll get them online and we're taking um taking just having a lot of fun with it because it's huh. something that we he and i are both very passionate about the other idea that i mentioned it wasn't anything that I was passionate about and reason I don't want to share it. Got it. Got and uh, I don't, I, I don't know why I did it. It's I'll be honest. I mean, I overextended on it and it's just, I don't know if it starts taking off. Great. But well, when it starts taking off, that's when you'll be back on the show talking about how 
it was secretly the, it was secretly your favorite idea. <laughs> moment at the moment didn't want to talk about it. Right, I'll take I your word on that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't think that's I don't know what the margin and how big this product sells for, but you know, two sales in their first three months is not too bad. Like I'm thinking when I started up Hodgepodge. Yeah. You know, I mean, it took a while to really get things going. It took a few months. Like we barely, we didn't have that much, you know, at first. I'm, I'm thinking from a service side. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's, a, it's more of a product, it sounds like, but. Yes, it um, is. I mean, uh, you know, things, you never know. You just never know. Yeah. But one, one thing could happen and the next thing, boom. Right. Um, I think it's important to be trying though and learning from it. And uh, now knowing, you know, with this next product with, uh, you know, for the bicyclists, cyclists, uh, you know, you know which mistakes to avoid, which yeah. I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's already something there. One thing I've learned is like that um, if you're just starting out with a product and you, and I think this is true with a service as well, but it's like you want to, you can't invest too much into it initially. You've got to kind of prove the concept works. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that, that one idea went a little overboard. We, we just ordered too many of them without really knowing what the market would be. And there was no way we could test for it. I mean, with limited resources, how are you gonna test? Um, so with a little bit of like ethnographic meaning, talking to people, um, friends and people we, we know, um, it felt like there was a market. I don't know if that was a fair assessment. Um, but yeah, that's sort of the... Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's important. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Entrepreneurs tend to do that. I think that's part of the definition of an entrepreneur is like um, take more risk than the next guy kind of thing. <laughs> I got lucky because my business partner already had numerous business uh, businesses and experiences. And with that, he kind of actually held me back. I wanted to like put money in an app, put money into like getting a couple trucks at once, uh, hire, you know, doing this, doing that, all these different marketing things. And he's like, you know, he actually kind of calmed me down. He's like, no, you got to actually start bringing in the money, make sure the concept is working, make sure people are about it. And then, and I mean, going that route, I could see how, I mean, that's probably the only reason wait, why we survived. If I just put all money in and we put all the money in right away, I mean, who knows if we still would have been here right now. Right. Right. And that's, so that's uh, interesting. With the, the pin. I mean, this is not like a big business for me. I mean, my buddy and I have just kind of said, it just joked, if it's beer money, it's paying off, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's sort of, it's just fun for us to do. Um, that's modemeans.com. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, hey, it's Instagram, you'll see them. It's those little things that, you know, start off as beer money and, and they're just a passion side project that who knows, you know, that could really turn into something. Yeah. That's awesome. Possibly. <laughs> it's just, it's just an extension of like a design project mm -hmm. which is what i you know it's what i do i, I love doing it so it's good to hear so being being uh you know in design now and being a good full year in since you actually you were you were there at a nine to five essentially though i'm not, I'm not sure if you actually worked a nine to five oh i did and more yeah for a while for a while long time and, and i you know i gave myself a few years and that was it I gave myself a few years and I was out. I, you know, I had, I had that itch, but for someone like me sitting there, you know, a year and a half ago, contemplating life, like seriously contemplating every little aspect of it. What would you tell that person after you, you know, after you've done that, you did it for an extended period. You did it for way longer than me. So totally different view. Yeah. Um, well, 
this is kind of interesting, an anecdote. Um, this is maybe two months into my being on my own. And my wife, who's always been like incredibly supportive, she's, she still is, of my career and whatever I choose to do, being on my own, she's been a wonderful support. A um, couple of months in, I was showing her a project I was working on and she, she commented, she said, Marcus, this is really cool. I mean, this is different than anything you've done in the past. And she really liked the design work. And she said, you know, you've been showing me a lot of your work lately. You haven't done that for 20 years. And it kind of struck me that it's true. There's a proud fact that I have now. And I'm not, I'm a humble person. I'm not like braggadocious at all. But mm-hmm. knowing the work that I do is like my name's on it. If it's not good, if it's not good for me, then if I don't like it, then I'm not going to let it go. Just not. It's because I have to live with it. I'm going to live with it or die with it if my work isn't stellar. Um, The flip side of that, the non-stressful side of that is I get to do really good work. I'm excited about it. I'm challenged by it. Um, It motivates me. It inspires me. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm just really enjoying the ownership aspect, not from a like, this is my stuff, I'm, a, I'm amassing a fortune because I'm not I'm making a, enough money um, just to get by at this point. I'm hoping to build my business. Yeah. But I'm able to create my own projects, which is great with the flexible time that I have. I mean, I mentioned the two side projects I have. I have another one that I'm working on that's not to market yet. It's not worth talking about necessarily. Um, but these ideas from a creative mind that that these are some ideas that I've had over the years, right? Mm-hmm. That now I'm able to look at and say, is it worth spending time on? And um, if there are any that I've had that I think are worthwhile, now I'm able to focus on them because I'm, you know, working a nine to five job is great, but you get home at like whatever, five, six o'clock. Um, for me, it was always longer because I commuted to and from the city um, and I live in the suburbs. Um, because we had we raised our kids in the suburbs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're you, did you work in the city? Yeah, in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. But you're kind of spent when you get home, you know, yeah. after a long day of working. Mm-hmm. Now I'm much more uh, energetic, and I, you know, I work from my home studio, which is awesome. I love that. Um, but at the same time, I love that I'm waking up early. I'm usually in my office by like five or seven o'clock in the morning and I'm here until my wife gets home around six something. And then oftentimes I'll be working later at night, but it doesn't feel like work anymore. It just feels like I'm, because these are projects that are really exciting for me to take on for the most part. Every once in a while I hit, hit the drudge part of a project, but it's not often. Um, they're all really exciting and I know um, I'm making a difference the way I'm mm-hmm. doing. So that's really motivating me as well. And then the other part of it, too, is just that, I mean, this is all for me. You know, this is whatever money I can make or profit I can make, which isn't, isn't a lot right now. Yeah. But there's a, like a direct impact. Um, there's more responsibility, obviously. There's tax purposes. I've got to save. Um, Health care to worry about. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that amounts to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But wow, it's just if you can get past that, 
then, um, you know, I'm saving my clients money with my low overhead. I'm in my home studio, which is more than adequate space for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the, the technology here. And like I said, I've got the connections that I can reach out to um, for any project that is sizable or even if it's um, uh, a very technical website. Mm-hmm commerce site or something, then I'll find the right like players to, to use. I think that's one thing that entrepreneurs often struggle with, honestly, is when you're, you know, you, you have a sense of marketing, but it's not, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's not a sophisticated, educated kind of sense of what marketing should be typically for an entrepreneur, because that's not what your business is, is marketing, right? And branding. Um, so I think one of the common problems that entrepreneurs have is like, if I need to do, if I need to create a website or if I need to create a sales brochure, if I need to create an identity or how do I build my brand, they really don't know where to go to and Mm -hmm. and their reference is going to be their network, right? Who do I know who's drawn something or does graphics? That's not always going to be the best person you can get. Um, it might be something you can lean on for a little bit of money or even for free, which is good. Or to get started. Uh, get started. Yeah. You and I talked and just had this conversation about don't bite off more than <laughs> you know is right um, in terms of extend, overextending yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, you got to kind of be real and realize um, getting somebody who really who knows what they're doing to um, affect my bottom line better, more directly. Um, could be worthwhile. And if your company starts growing, of course, there's um, a future to think about and you want to make sure your face is, is kind of future-proof. Um, your face, meaning your brand. Mm-hmm. Think about it in terms of a personality, um, how, how you represent your ba- brand um, from a creative side and I think from an entrepreneur side, what, what resonates is if you think about a person, like I like to use the example, well, Justin Timberlake is a, let's mm-hmm. just use Everybody knows JT, right? Uh, I think so. Okay. So if you think about words that describe his personality, mm-hmm. he's smart, you say he's creative, you would say he's expressive, he's ambitious, he's mm-hmm. authentic. Um, what else? Confident. Um, so these are kind of personality traits that are for a person. Well, mm-hmm. the news here is that those apply to brands as well. So every brand that you know, you could, let's take um, a car company, Subaru. Everybody knows Subaru. Mm-hmm. Now we could think about their personality traits, rugged, uh, reliable, dependable, um, adventurous, honest. These are kind of characteristic words that would help explain what that brand represents, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And outward facing. Um, and they're like, based on core truths for what this brand is. If your product or your service doesn't imbue these words, then these words aren't right. They have to align, right? Mm -hmm. To be honest and be sincere. Um, As you develop your own brand for your company or your your service, your products, et cetera, you wanna think about how you share your brand with the world. And that's going to be in, it's going to start to represent your brand. And it's not just um, your website, that's a big part of it, but it's any interface or communication that you have with your customers. You want to think about that. Your actions are 
doing one of two things. They're either helping your brand mm -hmm. or they're helping your brand. Now, you need to figure out what your brand is first and foremost. Um, so thinking about those personality traits is a really good one, I think. Um, and then you can kind of take those to heart. And if you have a team, you can even post those, share those in the office or whatever, uh, whatever online mm -hmm. resource. Um, so that everybody kind of realizes, oh, good, we have something, a focus for our communication. Exactly. For our actions. And then, and then you see it, if it's posted somewhere and you see it every day, it sort of starts subconsciously sinking into the brain a yeah. little bit as well. Yeah, and then next and time next you're producing whatever it is, an advertisement to go online, you look at those characteristic words, and, and if it's not aligned with one or more of them, then you know it's not, it's not right. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I'm definitely, uh, I'm actually might have to uh, post something in my office now. Yeah. I, I got a, I got a couple small things, but nothing like uh, yeah. nothing vision related fully. Uh, I think I got to do something like that. I like yeah, that. I have another one for you, Miro. Got me thinking. Um, <laughs> so there's there's one that I've read about, which is like you need to answer three questions about your mm -hmm. business. You're starting out a business. These are the three questions that you want to answer to mm -hmm. help you help inform how you want to represent your brand. Um, first one, really simple. And it's like, who are you? So I'm a company that sells blah, blah, blah in Chicago, whatever. Second question, what do you do? Well, that gets a little tougher, um, not tricky. Well, I sell these enamel pins to cyclists in Chicago who feel like they want to decorate their bags or their jackets, whatever. Um, the third thing is, why does it matter? And this is the, the, the big kind of think question. Why does it matter what you do? Yes. When you stop, this is like a couple of cups of coffee kind of thinking you've got to do over why does it matter? Why, why, why does it matter? You're going to be getting at your differentiators. How are you different? This is an important thing to understand. You've got a crowded marketplace. How do you differentiate yourself from your competitor? It's interesting because the human brain is wired to look over what is the same and pick out what's different. And I'm going to use a visual example for you. Look at it. Imagine a page, a white page of paper, and it's got red dots all across the page. Whatever, whatever size dots, it doesn't matter. They're all, one of them is black. Which one are you going to look at? All right. So the second thing you got me. You got me. <laughs> the second thing at why does it matter um, that you're going to do is um, you're going to be thinking about your authentic brand, right? If you're not sincere, if you're you're not act <laughs> accurately portraying who you are to your customers, people are more sophisticated in marketing than that. They will see right through it. Mm -hmm. If your outward face doesn't align with what you're offering, then they're going to be confused. You would never see Porsche coming out with some sort of Humvee because it's not authentic to their racing pedigree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so who would a Porsche Humvee? It's confusing. At, at most. Um, the other part about that, why does it matter? And this is a little push and pull you have to do with your brand, your communication in general, is you're going to think about things that are um, rational. Like my, my buttons cover this, they, 
they have um, pins on the back that are the last they're strong um they're enamel so they're <laughs> impervious to wear whatever mm -hmm. um these factual kind of rational thoughts um but the other part of it you want to think about is more emotional you will naturally think about it. when you think why does it matter you're kind of getting at an emotional reason right for my own company um i think about like well i've been i've been lucky enough to have 20 plus years of experience at agencies where I can now bring my knowledge, my experience. So you're saying no regret, no regret with staying for that long. No, no, no. For me, yeah. I can use it as my, why does it matter? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's part of my story mm -hmm. that I can share with clients um, to say, I've got that experience now and knowledge and I'm taking it on my own. Um, where I can essentially do work for less money. So save overhead. Um, so that's part of my story. Why does it matter? Meaning why would you use me over somebody else? Yeah. That's my story, right? So if you're gonna seriously think about that, why does it matter? Mm -hmm. uh, for some companies, it's not gonna be as difficult as others, um, but, it's a, but it involves serious consideration to answer that question. So. So yeah, who are you? What do you do? And why does it matter? Who are you? What do you do? And why does it matter? Uh, I know the listeners will find that very, uh, very useful. That's a good way to look at it, especially if, if you're still there at your nine to five and you're debating if you have a good enough idea. Yeah, uh, those are key questions you probably need to answer right before you get out there and do anything. Well, the first two, no question. The third <laughs> one, um, yeah, that that's going to be like the proof. Uh, that's good. That's good. That's, that's a great way to focus. Uh, a great, great way to look at it. Well, Marcus, we're uh, we're now on to our listeners' favorite favorite segment Welcome of the show. To the round with no name because they're all taken. All right, so you're gonna have five seconds okay. to answer every single question. Yeah, five seconds to get something out. That's it. Otherwise, otherwise, Steve is on my speed dial, and uh, and we don't want we don't want to have to deal with Steve again. I, I mean, I don't want to deal with him. I don't think you do either. So let's just, let's, let's just get it, man. Let's get it. <laughs> Without further ado, what is your favorite book? Oh, gosh. Years ago as a kid, I read Where the Red Fern Grows, and uh, it stuck with me. I've never forgotten that book. So, yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Who, yeah. who is your favorite designer? Uh, Milton Glaser, probably. That's a good question, but because um, I've thought a lot about that. But he's he's just got he's been around forever, super mm -hmm. smart, very wise, and he's imparted some really good uh, perspective on design for me. Yeah. If you were stranded on an island, what is the one item you want with you? It can't be it can't be a pad and paper or yeah. pad and pen. Sharp knife. <laughs> knife. I like that. That's a first, I think, actually. That's a boss, two boss exclusive, everybody, <laughs> here with Marcus Norman, normandesign.co. Survivalism right there. Is entrepreneurism a fad? I don't think it is. I do think that um, it's going through a change of definition slowly, um, but I, I think the way the world is evolving, I feel like we're just going to be full of more entrepreneurial spirit in the future than, than we are now even. If you went to a meeting 
and you saw someone sitting there with socks and sandals, how would you uh, feel about them? Would you respect them? I guess it depends on the meeting, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have <laughs> that happen to me. <laughs> oh, really? We'll yeah, hear we'll, we'll, all sorts of shapes inside. We need to hear about that later. <laughs> how do you? How do you? I know you have to, but how do you drink your coffee? Oh, always with cream. Always with cream. Just make it at home or you go out somewhere and get it? No, I, I'd like it here at home. I, I like a walk to uh, the local coffee shop every once in a while, but mostly it's just at home. Yeah. If you had unlimited amounts of money right now to start up any business you wanted to start up and uh, it can't be your own, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh, it would be something um, about sustainability. So I would in invest in like a, a roof tiles that photovoltaic roof tiles, whatever. Um, yeah, I, there's, a, there's a strong vein in me that thinks about um, sustainability and the environment. Um, it's in a lot of the way I live my life. And so it would certainly be something around that. I do think that's an important issue um, that mm -hmm. doesn't get discussed enough in today's world. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of political issues that come up. And I always think, you know what? None of this is going to make a lick of difference if in 20 years, 30 years, this planet isn't livable. I love it. And with that, we are going to end the round. You survived. I survived. We didn't have to call Steve. <laughs> Miro, it's been a pleasure, dude. Mic drop. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Marcus, Mike is yours. If you have any closing thoughts, everybody, once again, that's normandesign.co. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could search him on Instagram, Facebook, and his website. And uh, stay tuned for, for, his, for his promo that's going on here with Boss to Boss. He is the logo winner, that logo that you see in that corner, that awesome <laughs> logo we're going to be showing off. Uh, it's going to be in your face for a while. Uh, Mike is yours. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, well, definitely check out my work if you're interested in anything I had to say. There's a little bit on my site, normandesign.co. Um, I've got that 30-minute, um, $60 brand consultancy um, with you if you are interested in taking that on. Um, certainly let me know or let Boss to Boss know. They'll put, put you in touch with me. Um, Miro, it's been um, a pleasure, nothing but a pleasure since we initially talked. Oh, yeah. Uh, helping you out with HodgePodge was just awesome. I, and I, I love that you were just like this enthusiastic client. I know there wasn't like a big budget behind it, and that's fine. I mean, I don't always, uh, I'm flexible with my clients, as you know. Um, so I was really appreciative of, I, 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 I like the mission of HodgePodge, which is, along lines of, of the, I was just saying about sustainability you're about like keeping things out of the waste stream. I mean, that's just a, a byproduct of what you do, right? Um, keeping things out of the trash is, is great. So yeah, great company. Um, and it was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. And to, to many, to many more years, right? Cheers. <laughs> yes. absolutely. All right, Marcus, it's been a pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll definitely talk again soon. All right, Miro, take care of yourself. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>